Sturge Weber syndrome. Hmm. You know, I came across our guest for this episode, Chelsea Pete, on a popular show called Born Different. Born Different follows amazing people as they challenge stereotypes, break down barriers, and battle to prove they have what it takes to succeed. I watched and listened to Chelsea's story and hers hit differently. I saw a strong, resilient woman with a lot of fortitude who didn't allow her condition belittle and defeat her. In case you're wondering what Sturge Weber syndrome is, you need to keep on listening to educate yourself on this and hear Chelsea's story. This is the Calm Down Podcast, a reminder that we all have to take it one day at a time in our journeys, check up on our friends, and observe simple cuts. There are three segments to this podcast, which are the issues segment, where a topic is brought to the table and tackled, the reality check segment, where we check up on each other, and finally, the common sense rule segment, where we are reminded of simple cuts we might have forgotten or oblivious to. I am your host, Viola I'm an on-air personality, content creator, podcast host, beauty and lifestyle blogger at www.hiswordmybeauty.com. Again, www.hiswordmybeauty.com. Hey beautiful people, how are you? Tell me, how are you doing? Oh my god, I cannot believe we are 24 episodes in this podcast. And in case it's your first time listening, thank you so much for clicking the play button. Calm Down Podcast Podfam welcomes you. Members of this community, we are more than happy to have you listen to an episode of this podcast. And we hope you keep on coming back, okay? Guys, thank you so, so much. You know, I just, I just can't stop thanking you guys enough because if not for you listening to me right now, this podcast you know it doesn't make sense just recording having no one to listen right so thank you so much for coming back to listen thank you for clicking the play button and as you can tell from my voice i am super excited and i am so excited because we're about to hit 25 episodes and if you listen to the last episode that was episode 23 you know i made a very huge announcement that once we get to episode 25 from episode 26 upwards we'll now be featuring stories around the world real stories of real life people around the world and this time around, people are going to tell that story themselves. So it's mostly not going to be me coming to interview them or ask them questions. You know, I'm just giving people, you listening to me, my podcast platform to share your story. So if you do have any story that you have, you know, I keep on saying that everybody in this world has a story and our stories are from our unique experiences, things we've gone through, our unique outlook at life. So many things mold our stories. So many things give us those stories. And like I'd always say, not every story will end with um, a happily ever after because in reality, not all stories end with happily ever after. So in case you want to share your stories and connect with people 
people with similar and unique experiences like yours please 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 i already have a story prompt created to help you and guide you record your own story the link to the story prompt is in the description box of this episode so please feel free to click on that link and download your story prompt it will be um, sent straight up to your email please download it go through the story prompt record your story i cannot wait to hear your story the world cannot wait to hear your story this podcast has reached in 20 plus countries in the world and it's so amazing how our stories can shape lives if there is something you're willing to share it might be something you've gone through and you overcame something you're currently going through and but you're learning so much from you know or someone's story you've been there you witnessed it happen and you feel like oh i should share okay no story is not important and every story is important and beautiful so please please download the story prompt in the description by clicking the link in the description box and I cannot wait to hear your story like and I know this community and around the world people will be so excited to listen to your story because they can relate to it as well. So guys um, with that said welcome to the issue segment of the Calm Down podcast and the issue segment is where we amplify people's voices also where we bring a topic to the table rare hardly talked about conversations happen in the issue segment of this podcast and for this issue segment I have a guest my guest name is Chelsea Pitt. And I was so happy when I reached out to her and she agreed. I was so excited, you know. And if you listen to the intro properly, I said I met or I listened to and watched Chelsea's story on a show called Bond Different. And I just knew that I just had to get her on this podcast to share that story with you as well. So before we get into our conversation together, which you're about to listen to in a few minutes, here is a little bio for you about Chelsea Pitt. Chelsea was born with a rare neurological condition called Sturge Weber syndrome in 1985. Growing up with the condition brought many challenges like extreme surgeries to living in the hospital as a young child. She didn't let her struggles stop her and she accomplished everything she set her mind to, from graduating, going to college, getting married and even becoming a mother. She now lives happily with her husband and two daughters in Alberta, Canada. She's an ambassador for the Bethmark community. She had for individuals born with physical disabilities and facial differences. When I tell you that this woman is an inspiration, I am not even kidding at all. So now that we, you have a good knowledge of who Chelsea is, let's get straight into this conversation. And I hope that this conversation I had with Chelsea inspires you and encourages you as well. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me. Oh, of course. Thank you. Okay, so um, let me get straight to the questions that I have for you. And um, the first thing I want to ask you is, what is Sturge Weber syndrome and what is it like? What is it all about? Um, just for our listeners to know. Of course, uh, Sturge Weber syndrome is a neurological disorder that affects about one in every 50,000 people. Um, you can have the condition with visible uh, differences and sometimes invisible but for me for example I have a large port wine stain birthmark that runs halfway down my face Uh, and the problem with Sturge Weber is basically it's not a regular birthmark it actually affects everything underneath the skin the birthmark goes far deeper and affects any organs that it touches so for example with me it affected my brain as a baby and my eye I have glaucoma in my left eye and it it, the joys of the syndrome is it's there's going to be other um, complexities and things that can go wrong with the syndrome oh okay um you mentioned you um we are diagnosed as a baby 
like how old were you when you were diagnosed and did you undergo any kind of surgeries you know as regards it growing up mm-hmm. I-, I was diagnosed just a couple days after being born that the doctors knew that it wasn't just a regular bruise on my head when I was born it was in fact uh, a very deep dark per- uh, birthmark um, and uh, I was pr- uh, basically healthy you know baby for the first few months but then I began to have at about 10 months of age seizures the brain on my left side was affected because of the blood flow and I basically began to seizure and as I got older um, the seizures became more and more intense uh, the doctors tried me on every medication that was available nothing worked I the doctors told my parents to prepare that I was going to die was basically what they said the heartbreaking I can't imagine but they ended up telling me we've tried everything there's nothing else we can do the only other option is if you try this going to um, a specialist on the other side of the country they might be able to do brain surgery so I ended up having um, major major brain surgery at about 18 months old and then after that I ended up having several surgeries for my eye for the glaucoma so yeah surgery for me not a new thing I know my way around an operating room (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I must say you are a very brave person because the doctor having told you that, I mean, I, I wonder how how much of the effect it would have had on your parents. When you were growing up, you know, how did your parents handle that around you? Did you feel they were always so scared, you know, that they would lose you at any minute? when you were growing up? Well, especially right after the brain or like before the brain surgery. I know my mom said that was the most stressful six hours of her life was waiting for the doctors to come out of the OR and give her the okay that I had actually lived. They had only given me 50% chance of living through that brain surgery. And if I did make it through a 50% chance of being mentally normal functioning like I could have been severely handicapped so I can't imagine the stress with that but I mean growing up it was always a struggle for my parents because they always had to deal with outsiders you know looking at me looking at my face and I remember my mom telling me she'd be out grocery shopping and people would come up and ask her if I had been burned or if she needed help to escape an abusive relationship because of the bruising on my face and you know my mom she became very diplomatic over the years and would just educate people you know she would pull people upside and talk to them and I learned many great things things, you know, about educating and about the syndrome, just from sitting there listening to her, she would talk to people and say, Oh, yeah, come up, touch it, check it out. It's just a birthmark. Do you have a birthmark? And she would do the best that she could for educating. Wow, she she's such an awesome woman. And <laughs> I love her for that. You're so you're so lucky. Honestly, you are. Okay, Um, I'd love to ask what increases the chances of one being born with, you know, this um, syndrome? Well, like I say, um, it's about one in 50,000 that are born with it. It's rare. A lot of times I know that it has been, um, it's very sad because a lot of times the condition will affect you to the point that it will kill you, but um, it's, there's no predisposition for it. There's, there's no way of knowing that your baby will have it. I mean, you can try and do some testing and things during pregnancy, but like for my mother, for example, she didn't know that she was carrying me with it until I was born. Um, There are no predispositions. It's basically all genetics those few cells when they are starting to divide between the blood and the skin something misfigures mistriggers i should say and just causes the mutation or the you know the the difference in it thank you so so much for that um is there any special care that you think should be given to someone with um this condition well uh when it comes to treating someone of course you want to treat them the exact same but when it comes to the actual condition um depends completely on what's 
uh, each individual's needs are. For example, I have, like I say, the glaucoma. So of course, I've always had to go and see an ophthalmologist and deal with my eye care. Skin care, dermatologists, if you have a birthmark, going and having, you can have laser treatments and have it lightened and treated and dealt with in that regard. Um, brain, you'll you end up seeing a neurologist if it affects the brain. And it just, it completely depends on each individual's um where their birthmark and how it's the syndromes affect. Oh, okay. You mentioned it leading to glaucoma, right? Um, is it the same for everybody born with this syndrome? For everybody born with this syndrome, does it always eventually lead to them having glaucoma? Again, it depends on where the birthmark's placed. I know some individuals that have Sturge Weber syndrome that it's more on the top of their head or it's on one side of their face down their cheek and it's not quite, the birthmark itself is not positioned around the eye. So of course they fortunately are okay. They end up not having glaucoma or they might just have a bit of eye weakness or something different in the eye, but it's not affected the same. Whereas like for with me, my birthmark goes right in my eye. There's extra blood vessels, hence the glaucoma diagnosis. It's completely depends on each individual. Oh, okay. Okay. um, Does this actually stop you from doing some things? Like, do you think it limits you, you know, from doing things that other people can do? Well, when it comes to the glaucoma, for example, um, when I was younger, the doctors would tell my mom that I shouldn't go swimming in chlorine water, like at the pool, because the chlorine could affect the eye. Uh, playing yeah. sports, you know, the the risk of injury to the eye, again, that was always, I was, I did a bit of karate, but I wasn't much of a sports kid for that reason. Um, when I got pregnant with my first child and I was going through my birth plan, trying to figure out what I would do, uh, my ophthalmologist once again stepped in and said, you know, for best bets, it would probably be better if you had a C-section because we wouldn't want you pushing and causing injury to the eye with you, you know, trying to push the baby out. So, of course, I ended up having two C-sections with both of my daughters for that reason. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, <laughs> okay. What was growing up, um, especially in high school, like, you know, um, having this syndrome, would you say you had a very good social life? Uh, well, it was hard for me because I actually grew up in a, in a small town and a lot of people in that particular town were a different religion than me. So I always felt like an outsider to begin with. But when it came to the birthmark itself, yeah, I didn't have the social circles. Um, High school for me wasn't the greatest because, you know, the boys, you know, you want to hang out and have the attention of the boys, but Mm -hmm. the boys didn't want a thing with me because I was so different. I was, you know, that little bit of a monster that they didn't really want a piece of me. So I didn't have the dates. I didn't have the date to my grad. I didn't have the social circles. You know, I, I had a couple friends that were close, but nothing nothing crazy. Did this affect your mental health um, in any way? Having nobody, like you said, the guys um, want to be mm-hmm. friends with you. Did it affect your mental health or and your self-esteem? Definitely. Uh, growing, of course, high school hormones, you know, having that struggle with mental health to begin with that so many teenagers have to not have to not have that uh, simplicity or the normal run of things. It was a struggle. Um, I know at one point I had to go and seek some counseling and things like that. But what was great was the fact that my mom was such a great resource. She knew that if I'd had a horrible day, I needed that shoulder to cry on. You know, she was there and I could go to her about anything. She also knew that I had one piece of my life that's still very important to me, which is music. Uh, Singing, for example, for me brings me great therapeutic joy that if I had a struggle, I could just look at her when I'd walk through the door after a horrible day at high school. I'm turning on my music, mom. And she'd be like, okay. And I'd go downstairs and I'd turn on my CD player and just blast and sing tunes for a couple hours. And she knew just to leave me be, let me do my thing. And I would come up completely refreshed, renewed and and ready to battle again kind of thing. You mentioned giving birth to 
two amazing children, they weren't affected with this syndrome, right? Yes, it is not. There is no way to pass it on. Okay. You also mentioned that it did affect your self-esteem. Um, how and when did you come to a point of fully embracing yourself, regardless of, you know, the derogatory remarks people would drop and the things, you know, rude comments people would just drop about your um, the condition generally? Um, I would probably say about the age of 21. Um, I had been doing some laser treatments um, up until that point to try and lighten it. And at that age, at 21, I found out that I was going to a children's hospital for it. So they would only be able to fund me and help me with it till I was 21. And that's kind of where I came to the realization, well, it has to stop. So unless I can find somewhere else to do it. And I said, wait, why am I going through this pain? Why am I going getting put under with general anesthetic and having to deal with the aftercare and the burns? Because it, it's the equivalent of a burn on the birthmark. Uh, go through all this pain just to make other people comfortable with me. I said, you know, there, there's no point. What is the point in that? It's silly nonsense. And that's kind of where I just said, you know what? I had just met my husband then. So timing was perfect. Um, he found me incredibly beautiful. Um mm -hmm. I had the few friends that supported me in my decisions. I had the great family support. And I just said, you know, I've got the life that, you know, very few people have. I'm happy with who I am. I'm. It's sad that people around me or the general world can't be. But you know what? I'm going to advocate. I'm going to speak up for those that have the struggles with their facial differences and be that supporter that I know I didn't have. And that's kind of where I've started that journey with the advocacy and the ambassadorships and working for people that aren't that look different. Oh, OK. Um, I watched your um, interview on Born Different Show mm -hmm. and I was really impressed. That was how I actually came across your profile. And you mentioned, you know, a, a mother reaching out to you on Facebook to come talk to her son or see her son that had this syndrome, you know, yes. do you mind sharing how that experience was for you and any significant impact it had on you? Well, it's always great to see one of my birthmark buddies. That's what I call them when I, when I get to meet an individual that has, especially um, Cash, because Cash has Sturge Weber syndrome like myself. So a rarity like me. And um, I had met Jamie through uh, one of our Facebook groups and thankfully, you know, we were able to connect and she actually only lives about 10 minutes away from me. So we've been very good buddies since I've uh, met her and Cash and her family. And, you know, I've been able to see him. There's been a couple instances where he's been at the hospital for something and I work at the hospital. So it's been kind of nice being able to check in with him and them. And, you know, it's almost having like that extended family, knowing that we can support them. And she's ha asked me questions about things and I've been able to like, well, this is how I did it. Or this is what happened with me when I was his age and kind of go off that as a, a basis for her, for him when it comes to his treatments and things. Oh, okay. Do you mind sharing some derogatory comments you've gotten about um, this syndrome from people around or maybe you just walk into a place and people just talk? Do you mind? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, for me, um, the biggest thing for me was once the one Batman movie came out. I forget what year it was, like 91 or something. And they had the one character come on that was known as Two-Face. And it was the guy that had the acid burn down the side of his face. And I remember watching that as a small kid. I had to have been like eight or nine or something. And I took one look and I went, oh, crap. Because <laughs> I knew that that was going to be my nickname. And sure enough, the next couple of days at school, soon as enough of the kids had seen the movie too, that was my name with the bullies. He looked just like me. Half his head was different colored than the other. And it was the standard term for me. You know, people thought it was so funny. Oh, ha ha, real life Two-Face. But, you know, it wasn't the greatest for me. It was, it was annoying, you know, trying to get past all that and having people ask me stupid questions. You know, is your eye going to fall out of your head because of the way my eye sits with the glaucoma? And, you know, it's just learning to kind of move past that. Um, 
the hardest struggle for me though as an adult would probably be when it comes to things like job interviews you know you, you get the call from the p- person that they'd like to have you for an interview you sound like you've pretty much got the position or the job yet the minute that you walk into the interview I've had several instances where I will actually look at the HR manager look at the person who wants to hire me and I know I'm not getting the position I'm not the face of the company that they want and it's heartbreaking I still sit there mm-hmm. i do 110% effort on that interview. But I know at the end of the day, I'm going to get a call in a couple of days that someone else got the position. It's heartbreaking. It's frustrating. And it's, again, another key piece of why I do so much advocacy for people with facial differences. Many of us are extremely incredible people. And I'd much rather know that we've earned that job, not someone who doesn't really need the job, but gets it because they look better for the company yeah and you know judging from our conversation you're such an intelligent woman and <laughs> I, I wonder how heartbreaking it must have been for you you know being someone else being chosen over you just because of mm-hmm. facial differences and all that um okay what would you say to someone listening to this that has Sturge-Weber syndrome and you know is currently dealing with low self-esteem is trying to find his or her balance with the fact that he or she is different from what the society portrays as beautiful. Um, I would definitely say for people with Sturge-Weber syndrome that, you know, we are incredible people. We are rarities. The fact that many of us don't survive, you know, it's heartbreaking and it's the statistics. So if we're able to succeed in life, it's getting those little wins and, and, you know, forging our own little journeys. We are such incredible ambassadors and such incredible, like I say, rarities that, um, for us to accomplish anything is spectacular, you know, to keep pushing, not let the negativity hit you because yes, you're always going to have those people that are just dum-dums <laughs> mm-hmm. and just keep going. I always, like I always say, um, a picture's worth a million words, but it's getting to know the person from in their soul. You know, people can be such incredible people once you get to know them, but it's getting past those cookie cutter images that everyone figures they have to have thank you so much chelsea for this i really appreciate thank you so much I'm, I'm, I'm done with all the questions that i have thank you so much that was so powerful i loved chelsea's confidence like yo i'm literally smiling right now if you want to connect with chelsea i'm going to be leaving links to her social media platforms in the description box her instagram handle her facebook handle and also um some of the groups that she is in that you know they raise awareness and also help people living with Sturge-Weber syndrome. It will all be in the description box of this um, episode. It will all be there. And I am with my cat, Suki. <laughs> we might hear him pouring, like, just hold on. Yeah, guys, did you hear that? He's actually pouring and he just won't let me be. So he's going to be recording with me today. So that's it, guys, for the issue segment of this episode. We'll be heading over to the second segment, which is the reality check segment. And the reality check segment is basically where I get to check up on you and also to remind you that you're doing absolutely well. You're doing absolutely amazing. All you just need to do is to take it one day at a time. And the reality check segment of this episode is inspired by Chelsea Pitt. Um, one thing that I really picked from her is the fact that we should not let our circumstances define who we are or our value. We should not let circumstances define who we are or our value. And I'm here to remind you that you're doing absolutely amazing. That stuff that you don't have control over, that you're going through right now and you feel like your whole world is falling apart, you feel like it's beginning to tamper with your self-confidence, please, I want you to know that you are doing absolutely amazing and do not let it define you. Do not let it devalue who you are. You are worth, you are worth so much amazing things in life. Please do not let your circumstances 
circumstances or the things you're going through or what people's opinions, derogatory remarks people drop, things that they say that are not nice define you. Please do not let them define you. I am reminding you of how much beautifully well you are holding on and how amazing you are, okay? Do not devalue yourself do not allow what you're going through to allow you know something you cannot control tamper with your self-confidence with your self-love with your self-esteem you got this all right <laughs> so that's all for the reality check segment and heading over to the common sensory segment which is the last segment of this podcast and the common sensory segment is basically where we are reminded of simple courses we might have forgotten or oblivious to so um in the common sensory segment of this episode um i just wanted to quickly address things that you should never say or do to someone living with Dutch Weber syndrome. Yes, it is very, very vital. And I feel like some of the things I'm about to mention is something that common sense should basically tell people not to do, but then they still do it. So I'm just here to remind you. Okay, so if you know someone that would find this episode really beneficial and helpful in educating them, please, please share. Do not hesitate to share with them as well. All right. So the first thing you should never do or say to someone Someone with Sturgeweber's syndrome is to walk up to them to ask questions like, oh my God, did you get burned? You know, or, oh my God, what happened? What happened to you? Or you ask the parent, did she get burned? What is going on? I totally understand that some people are genuinely concerned. Some people really want to help. But I feel like there is a way you would approach someone to ask this kind of sensitive question. It would be very startling. In as much as you're very inquisitive and you really want to know, probably to educate yourself on what that person is going through or your concerned, if you must ask, ask politely and do not feel entitled or offended if when you ask the person and the person do not want to talk to you because these kind of questions can be a trigger okay so please if you know you're not going to ask nicely please please do not just ask at all don't just go not just people living with Sturgeweber syndrome you see someone walking on the road maybe that person has a condition and you you just walk up to the person and be like so what happened to you why are you like this like I don't know how some people think please if you do this it is absolutely wrong okay no matter who the person mustn't even be with believing with Sturgeweber syndrome no matter what there are questions you shouldn't ask people and if you must ask because you're sincerely curious and want to know ask politely and when you ask politely and the person explains please do further research and learning and re-educating yourself by going to a search engine like you can go to google google and learn more about it okay it's it's very important that we educate ourselves on these things so we don't go hurting and and insulting people unconsciously without even knowing it okay so now the second thing that you should not do to someone living with Sturge Weber syndrome is to laugh or make mockery of them you know till today I cannot understand people that when they see someone you know maybe the person is physically challenged or with a particular rare condition they start laughing like what is funny I don't like why are you laughing what is funny like what is amusing you why are you making mockery of them or then people start to whisper or point fingers like see i feel like there are some things nobody needs to tell you that it's wrong human empathy should the human empathy in you should why are you laughing what is funny please if you do this it is absolutely wrong stop it okay and then the last thing you should never do to them is to stare now this issue of staring is a very big problem okay now let's refer to talk about someone maybe that person doesn't have a condition but how do you feel when you're walking in the street or on the road and people are staring at you it makes you uncomfortable right and it can be quite embarrassing right 
very good. Now, why would you see someone that has a rare condition, maybe is physically challenged, and you begin to stare? You know, you could, I know that you might be like, wow, you've never seen something like this. There's a way to look and then you, you mind your business and you turn away. But some people just start to stare with their mouth wide open. For two minutes, you're still staring. Please stop staring. It is embarrassing. It makes people uncomfortable. And it's even a threat to, to someone. You don't know what the person is going through mentally, okay? You don't know what your stare is. The questions that person is asking in his or her mind. Stop staring, okay? So that's all for the common sense re segment of this episode. Episode. And this is all for episode 24 of the Calm Down Podcast. I hope this was very educating for you and I hope that you learned a whole lot. So guys, please do me a favor. Please do me a favor. That podcast app you're using to listen to me right now, please rate. Give this podcast a five-star rating and review as well. Drop a very good review if you enjoyed this episode and subscribe, okay? Share. Tell someone about the Calm Down Podcast today. Please, this will aid in more visibility of this podcast. In this podcast, I'm so grateful that this is a platform and a safe space to talk about these rare conversations, you know, that are mostly not often talked about in the media and all that. We talk about it here. I mean, we have an episode here on Vitiligo Awareness with Candice Benford from Terry, Mississippi. We also have an episode here on Albinism Awareness where we also brought to the light what is happening in Tanzania and Malawi. You know, people with living with albinism are still being hunted and killed. Their body parts are believed to be very potent in, you know, money ritual medicines by witch doctors. So people living with albinism are literally hunted and killed in Tanzania. And also there's an episode, um, a COVID-19 survivor shared his journey with us. So many beautiful things, guys. So many, so many beautiful things. There is also an episode where um, someone helped us to uncover the black biblical destiny. You know that debate that is often had where people say Jesus was a black man and Jesus is a black man rather. Yeah, there's an episode where we went into that in detail. So please take a walk down the recent episodes. You surely surely love it here and please tell someone about the calm down podcast also i'll also appreciate it if you support this podcast for the for further expansion production of new episodes and also to get a new beautiful microphone okay you can support on shukran for as low as 100 naira or one dollar so shukran is a platform where you can support your favorite content creators for as low as 100 naira or one dollar and above and it would be really really appreciated if you want to be supporting on a monthly basis you can use Patreon, just go to www.patreon.com slash viola ekene. The link to my Patreon account will be in the description box. Same as my Shukran account and same as my Anchor support. You can use any of these platforms to support um, this podcast. Or if you want to support in Bitcoins, you're very much welcome. Thank you so much. Um, all you have to do is just to drop me a mail at ekeneviola at gmail.com. My email address will also be in the description box and I'll send you my Bitcoin wallet. And please, if you listened, as you've listened to this episode and you love it and you really want to express how this episode made you feel, please drop me a voice message. In the description box, there'll also be a link for you to click on to be able to drop a voice message. Pour out your heart. Say how this episode made you feel. It will be featured in the next episode of the podcast, which is episode 25. And do not forget to follow on social media. If you want to tweet or if you want to just do anything this podcast related on social media, just use the hashtag calm down podcast. Okay. I follow the hashtag of this podcast. I monitor it closely and whatever you tweet on it, I will definitely reply you and engage you on it. So please, please, please remember this, okay? Do not let circumstances define who you are or your value. Chelsea Pitt is an amazing example 
to this. Whenever you want to allow yourself to feel devalued or be devalued, remember this conversation on this podcast and raise your shoulders high and remind yourself that you are amazing. You deserve good things in life and you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Just do me a favor. Do not allow that circumstance or that trial staring at you right now to define who you are or your value. Thank you so much for listening to this point. I hope you learned a whole lot. If you want to receive updates on new episodes, you can subscribe to my newsletter by clicking the link in the description box. We are also on social media. You can follow the Countdown podcast on Instagram at the underscore calm underscore down underscore podcast. And you can like our Facebook page at the Countdown podcast and also join our Facebook group Countdown podcast community. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at viola underscore ekene v-i-o-l-a underscore e-k-e-n-e so is there anything bothering you that you need my opinion and that of the community on before making a decision for the reality check segment please please send a mail to ekeneviola at gmail.com e-k-e-n-e v-i-o-l-a ekeneviola at gmail.com or send a direct message to our podcast instagram handle at the calm down podcast that is v underscore calm underscore down underscore podcast you can also check out my blog at www.iswordmybeauty.com again www.iswordmybeauty.com for amazing beauty lifestyle and interview contents this podcast is also available to listen on apple google podcast spotify pocket cast breaker radio public listen notes and other podcast listening platforms out there once again i'm your host viola ekene thank you so much for listening and I love you.